Hi guys, it's Slim here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at slim for mvp Thanks again for purchasing some of the premium uh, content on our site. Hopefully you found some of it helpful. Uh, we're, I'm going to start looking at individual positions here now um, in terms of a tier breakdown, price breakdown, as drafts are going to really start to heat up. Um, I think now is the time you have to really start fine-tuning your budgets. And with me, that means I'm going to look at players in certain tiers at certain prices so I know exactly which players to target that are going to fit into the different budget strategies that I have going into a draft. Um, so if you have access to this, you'll have access to my tier sheet as well, which I'm going to be updating fairly regularly here now as my drafts start to uh, approach and uh, I'm getting into my own personal drafts a lot more now. Um, so I should say that how I set my tiers up is I'm looking at uh, all the players in a points per game basis. I want to know what I can expect kind of weekly from certain people. And it's going to help me break down kind of obviously the higher scoring guys and then the lower scoring guys uh, because you want to target the higher scoring guys. And then within each tier, I can start looking at the prices of players. And that'll hopefully narrow down some guys uh, that I maybe want to avoid or target more aggressively depending on prices and then what I expect from uh, point production. All right, so with all that being said, um, we'll start going into the tiers here. So my tier one is McCaffrey at 60 and Delvin Cook at $51. Uh, honestly, I got no knocks on any of those guys, but I find that they're too expensive for a lot of the budgets that I'm using especially in super flex leagues, which I pretty much only play in now at this point. Um, because of its super flex, I have to allocate more funds than I normally would have ever done in a one QB league towards the quarterback position. And so the concession I often end up making is uh, trying to eliminate some of the money from my RB1. So for example, if I knew I wanted to go get McCaffrey, I know I'm going to have to budget around 60 bucks if I want to have a shot at him. Um, I can use $20 from that position now, drop down to 40. Uh, I think it'll still get me a decent running back one. And now I've got some money that I can play with at quarterback. So that's kind of where this is coming from. Um, my tier two is Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry at both of $47 and then Saquon at 43. Again, all those guys are still relatively, they're priced out of my budget most of the time. I would target one, obviously, if I can get one uh, in the low 40s. I'll be all over that for sure. Uh, Saquon's maybe the one guy I'm going to avoid. And if you listen to our last podcast, we talked about that a little bit. Um, just so the injury concerns surrounding him right now, I don't know if he's going to get a full workload until week three, week five. Maybe it's week one. At this point, we just don't know. So if I'm drafting right now, I'm avoiding him at his current price tag. Um, if he starts sliding into the 30s, then for sure I'll uh, I'll start thinking about that. But even at that point, um, with the uncertainty, I still think there's a lot of high-scoring running backs that you're going to get in this next tier that we're going to talk about. Uh, so those are the kind of the top five. They're chalky, um, but they're also high-priced. And like I said, so I, I'm not spending a lot of time focusing on those two tiers for me personally. Uh, I like Kamara. Obviously, he's going to be featured a lot in this offense, especially with Mike Thomas being out. And I like Derrick Henry more so in a half PPR or standard league. Um, all the scoring, and again, comes from a full PPR, though. So I have him down uh, as my RB4. But he still 
has the touchdown upside, and obviously there's going to be a lot of volume there for him. Um, tier three is where things get really interesting for me. This is the tier I hit the hardest. Uh, I'm trying to get two running backs out of this tier for my RB1 and RB2. Um, I typically have, you know, 75-ish dollars to spend on those two positions. So this kind of puts me right in the wheelhouse here. Uh, so in this tier, it's a bigger tier. Uh, Austin Eckler at 37, uh, Zeke at 42, Aaron Jones at 36, Jonathan Taylor at 43, uh, Antonio Gibson at 35, CEH at 35, Joel Mixon at 34, and then Najee Harris at 36. Uh, so when I'm looking at a bigger tier like this, the first thing I like to look at is the costs of everybody. And so immediately what jumps out is our AAV has Taylor and Zeke quite a bit ahead of everybody else. They're the only two players in the 40s right now. Um, so typically, that's going to rule those guys out for me. Uh, I wanna, I'm want to. i not going to bother. If, if I project all these guys to score roughly the same amount of points per game, then I'm going to take the guys that come the cheapest because I can get the same scoring for $5 or less or more uh, cheaper that I can then use that for those funds to build uh, stronger uh, depth or maybe add a better starter somewhere else uh, ideally is that's what I would do so like I said I like the offense Zeke's in uh, but there are some questions maybe about his volume um, Pollard might be used a bit more um, so I'm kind of uh, fading him at this at his current price Jonathan Taylor now obviously the QB injuries uh, that's gonna cause some questions now as well so again uh, if I got to pay in the 40s for those guys, I'm going to probably pass. Um, two guys that I really am targeting are Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones at 37 and 36, respectively. I think both are going to be in high-octane offenses. I think both are projecting to be three-down backs. Uh, so that, to me, is very valuable. And if I can get them anywhere close to the mid-30s, and I've got $40 if I if I budget you know, 40 and 35, say, to, to total that 75. I know I've got a little bit to play with where I can spend up a little bit if I want to to get a player. So those guys I'm targeting pretty aggressively. Then we get into, like, the Antonio Gibson, CEH, Mixon, and Najee Harris tier uh, kind of group here. And, you know, Gibson's got the toe thing that's kind of lingering over him, but I really love the fit and I love the player. So I still really like Gibson. Uh, CEH, yes, there's some question marks from last year, but I think, you know, obviously the, the, the Chiefs offense is something we want pieces of. Um, and I think that there's room for him to, to rebound uh, this year. So I really like that going into this season. Uh, Joel Mixon is similar to CEH. You know, uh, he had a rough uh, 2020. Um, but, you know, things are projecting like there's going to be more volume for him. Uh, so I, I actually really do... Uh, like Mixon as well. And then Najee Harris, you know, rookies we're not sure about, but he does project to have a three-down role, so, and you know, a, a fair amount of volume, so we like all those things as well. Those are things we want to hear from our running backs. So that's why this tier as a whole, like, I find this is something I'm really, I'm really going after guys in here. And um, if I have to pay up maybe a little bit, you know, I'm not necessarily scared to do that because I do think that there's a decent drop when you get to the next tier. Um, so any of these players, you know, you want to go after and uh, make the case for, I, I feel like you want to attack this one heavily. 
And this is a tier where I think that you can find some value as well. Uh, because there's so many players for me in here, I know that maybe the first couple guys off the board, especially depending if, you know, guys like Kamara and Henry, uh, Cook, McCaffrey, if they're bought already, then the first couple guys coming off this tier could be a little bit higher priced, falling in line with the prices that Kamara and Cook and McCaffrey have already set. Um, but once you get into the middle of this tier, I think that there's a chance for some for some volume here. Uh, so again, we've talked about, if you've listened to us for a while, we talk about the auction you. We're in a bigger tier. That top first couple guys nominated can, can go for top dollar. Somewhere in the middle, you might find a value or two. It uh, doesn't always have to be a huge value, but sometimes it is a considerable amount. You might get somebody for $5 cheaper than you thought you would. And then sometimes, depending on how others in the draft have players ranked, that the last guys in a tier can often be pushed back up because what will happen is uh, maybe there are five owners that realize, man, I don't have an RB1 yet. And now Joe Mixon and Najee Harris are the last two guys in your tier Everybody else has those guys circled on their sheets as well, and they know, man, there's a drop off. I gotta get, make sure I get one of these guys as my RB one. And now bidding wars and start to ensue. So if I can avoid those bidding wars and kind of get my spots filled up before this tier is is completely emptied out, I think I'm gonna be in a good place, and I, I like my chances of finding a couple values. Um, so if we jump to tier four, uh, my tier four consists of Nick Chubb. At 36, DeAndre Swift at 27, Chris Carson at 22, Miles Sanders at 20, and J.K. Dobbins at 27. Uh, again, if we look at price, Chubb is probably going to price himself out here. Most everybody else is going to finish somewhere in the 20s a lot of the time. So Chubb at 36, I have to pay up quite a bit, and I just don't see the tons of upside there uh, in terms of you know a PPR scoring format. So he's going to be pretty much a guy I'm tar- uh, avoiding, sorry, at $36. So then we get into the $20 guys. Swift, I like at a three down roll. Um, you know, the guy I probably target the most is Carson because he's fairly cheap considered uh, compared to most other guys in this tier. Uh, I think Seattle's going to run the ball a fair amount. Uh, there's been some injury concerns over the years, but like when he's out there, he is an Avenger, man. He's just smashing people and busting off big plays and scoring touchdowns. So I like that upside. Uh, Miles Sanders, yes, there's some questions about the offense. Hopefully the offensive line is healthy this year. But I look at the other running backs on the roster and I don't see too much of a threat to him to steal tons of volume. So I do like that at 20. Ideally, I could get him as a rider, or as a running back three sorry, uh, at less than 20. But... That might not be possible. Uh, Dobbins, I like Dobbins, uh, but at $27 and not knowing about what to expect in his uh, as a three-down workload, he's a guy I'm probably going to be avoiding a little bit as well unless his price comes down uh, somewhat here. I, I'd like him to be more in line with Sanders, uh, kind of in the lower 20s if possible, but um, that's not seeming to be the case at this moment. Then we get to tier five, and now we're looking at guys kind of in the 13, 12, 11 point per game range, kind of. Um, so we got David Montgomery at 22 bucks, Gaskin at 14, Mike Davis at 16, Josh Jacobs at 19, Chase Edmonds at 9, uh, Darrell Henderson at 21, Kareem Hunt at 12, Trey Sermon at 9, and Javante Williams at 12. So we're going to start getting bigger tiers now because the players... The, the scoring as you kind of move off of some of the elite guys it starts to get a little bit more jumbled up. 
in terms of a weekly average. Uh, so the first thing to me that jumps out are the prices of Montgomery and Henderson. Um, again, those guys, I'm probably not going to target them being that they're over $20. And if I'm going at this tier, um, maybe I'm going for a running back three at this point, then I would rather save you know, $5 or so to, to get somebody at 15 or maybe even 10 than pay up at 20 uh, for a guy like Montgomery or a guy like Henderson. Uh, and both those guys to me have question marks in that there could be some type of a, a timeshare. Like, you know, Montgomery's going to get touches, but I think we, I, we can't expect the same Montgomery saw at the end of last season when Tariq Cohen was out and he was kind of the only guy there I think the offense is going to be overall better with Fields, but uh, Damian Williams has looked good so far. Uh, Tariq Cohen is back. So I just think with these three running backs kind of working in, uh, I think that's going to take touches away from Montgomery. And the same thing with Henderson. I don't think now that Akers being down, Henderson just slots into this uh, pure workhorse running back. I think Xavier Jones is going to end up being used. Uh, they might bring somebody in still in free agency. So for $21, I'm just going to avoid that situation because I think it could end up being a little bit muddy. Um, so when we start looking at kind of guys to target, you know, Chase Edmonds is a guy that jumps out to me. Um, I think that he has value in PPR leagues. I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. So obviously in a full PPR, we see him uh, get bumped up in value. But if I can get him for less than $10 as my running back three, I quite like that. Um, there's some question marks that kind of happen throughout this tier, though. You know, Josh Jacobs, we don't know what Ken, uh, Kenyon Drake's going to do for him. Uh, and just this offense in general, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we've seen them reluctant to use him in the passing game. I'm a little bit hesitant on Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis. Um, I'm skeptical of players who were on nobody's radar last year that all of a sudden popped and how that translate into the following year. Um, I feel like they can often be overvalued and they're often players who the balloon is often ready to pop. So I don't want to get stuck uh, holding the bag, so to speak here, if these guys end up kind of flopping this year or someone else in the team ends up emerging and stealing their, their, their workload or cutting into it significantly. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he's an interesting guy because if Chubb ever went down, he's probably uh, in line to be kind of a fantasy RB1 or very close to that. So there's some interest there. But again, you know, guys like Hunt, Trey Sermon, Javante Williams, they're still probably an injury away from being like super, super valuable. Uh, so you kind of got to tread lightly a little bit here, which is a little bit reason why I kind of don't like taking anyone from this tier unless it's maybe an Edmonds or somebody I can get for like 10 bucks or even less. Um, because you can get guys, I feel like in the next tier that have equal upside to some of these guys um, at less cost. So again, if I'm looking at tier five, I'm trying to find guys that I can get, you know, 15 or less, ideally around $10 in a lot of builds. Um, so if we go to tier six, we've got Raheem Mostert at seven, James Robinson at seven, Leonard Fournette at five, uh, Melvin Gordon at seven, uh, McKissick at one, Naheem Hines at three, Michael Carter at eight, uh, Damian Harris at eight, Zach Moss at seven, and Ahmed at one. So again, 
you can see just in the prices alone, a lot cheaper. Big, big price drop from tier five to tier six. So if I'm going for RB3s and more depth, I'm probably targeting more so uh, tier six. Um, I think Mostert's going to be, you know, just fine early on at the start of the season. Obviously, he's battled some injuries, so there is some risk there. Um, uh, James Robinson, I think, is still going to be used somewhat in um, in this offense with Jacksonville. Um, so, you know, I, as an RB or four or something like that, I think he'd be uh, somebody I, I wouldn't mind targeting. $7, maybe a little bunch for an RB4, though. Leonard Fournette is a guy who I'm intrigued by because I think that he does offer... Uh, three down work set. Now I know there's a lot of backs there right now. Um, and I don't know how much you can trust Fournette in a week to week situation, but we saw kind of in the playoffs how if he gets rolling, the coaching staff might trust him to, to be out there for a lot of snaps. And that's a valuable thing in an offense like Tampa Bay. So to me, he's intriguing because he can offer that pass catching upside as well. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's probably a guy I'm fading because at some point I think that they're going to start working in Javante Williams a lot. Um, and so I'm kind of avoiding a player like him. Now, McKissick and Hines are interesting because they're kind of more thought of as the PPR backs. Um, and so I'm probably going to fade Hines at three if I can get McKissick at one. But we saw him a guy like McKissick last year. If given the opportunity, he could actually put up fairly consistent weekly points. And he probably carried a lot of teams kind of in the stretch run before the playoffs started um, where he was putting up some decent weekly numbers. And if you were in a pinch, uh, he would have been a pretty uh, a big addition for a flex spot or even an RB2 at certain stretches if you were battling injuries and bye weeks. Um, Michael Carter's kind of intriguing, but at eight bucks, he gets a little bit costly, uh, compared to some other guys, but I still don't actually mind it. I, I, I think that he's got a chance to be used heavily in this offense. Um, so depending on how training camp plays out, he could beat out guys like Tevin Coleman fairly easily. You know, whereas I look at a guy like Sermon in the tier before, I don't think he's going to beat out most of it. Maybe they start sharing time. Uh, but Mostert's always going to be involved, I think, until he gets injured. Uh, with Carter, that might not be the case. He might just outright win the job. Uh, Damian Harris at eight, he's been getting bumped up a little bit more. He seems to be gaining popularity in drafts. Uh, but he's a guy I like as well. Uh, Zach Moss at seven, he's also a guy I like. I feel like he can take a step forward in this Buffalo offense. Um, so kind of those Carter, Harris, Moss, I, I, I don't mind targeting those three guys at cost, along with, you know, Fournette at five. And then Ahmed at a dollar. To me, he's a really easy flyer at the end of your draft. Uh, we saw him score quite a few points last year, um, even with Gaskin producing. So so if Gaskin produces this year, I, I still think that Ahmed's going to be involved uh, at points of the season. So for a dollar, I don't mind taking a stab at that. Uh, if we jump to tier seven here, we're going to kind of go a little quicker here now. You know, uh, James Conner at five, Jamal Williams at three, Philip Lindsay at three, AJ Dillon at six, Latavius Murray at three, Tariq Cohen at two, Daryl Williams at one, Kenyon Drake at four, and then David Johnson at four. You know, this is where all the depth starts coming in. And depending on how you've budgeted, you probably don't have lots of money left at this point to just fill out your roster with a bunch of $5 running backs. So these are kind of tiers where uh, a lot of the guys you might end up just skipping 
you know, James Conner, I'm not going to touch at five. Uh, Jamal Williams, I'm not super pumped out of $3. You know, A.J. Dillon, I like that there's, uh, you know, some uh, touchdown maybe upside here. Uh, but at 6 bucks, I probably don't have that left for, you know, an RB3 or sorry, an RB4 or deeper than that. Um, but if, you know, maybe you've jockeyed some money or saved elsewhere, you might want to try and hit some of these higher upside guys. Uh, you know, Dylan does to me have some upside. Uh, Latavius Murray does have a little bit of upside. Um, so those are guys that I, I actually don't mind going after. Uh, David Johnson's a little bit intriguing um, just because it's, it's, such an open backfield, it looks like at this point. But honestly, this offense could be so bad that you might not want to own any running backs there. So that's kind of the route I'm going is maybe just avoiding everybody. So Lindsay, DJ, just passing altogether. And I'm probably going to start looking at more kind of the what I call the flyers tier. So these are just guys, a lot of them are backups, you know, guys like Tony Pollard, Gus Edwards, uh, uh, Alexander Madison, those guys, you know, they're projecting more as backups. And those are kind of the hot three highest price backups here. Pollard at six, Gus Edwards at six, and Madison at four. At those costs, it's hard to justify taking them. The only guy I could maybe go for is Pollard. I think he's got standalone value uh, in because this is a high-octane offense. Gus Edwards, he's going to get touches, but he's not going to catch passes. And so... Um, I just think there's not going to be enough volume to sustain him in just with just with carries. Um, and Madison, uh, you know, I might only take him as a handcuff to Cook. I don't normally advocate for taking handcuffs or going out of your way to get handcuffs. But with a guy like Delvin Cook, uh, we do know that he's got he's been gets banged up, and Madison could have some value. But I'm typically avoiding Madison though at this price. And I'm just going to stick with kind of more $1 guys and hope to hit home runs. So maybe that's a Darrington Evans. Maybe that is Ty Johnson. Uh, maybe that's Gio Bernard, Damian Williams, who I mentioned earlier. Then we get a little bit deeper guys like Rashad Penny, Xavier Jones, Marlon Mack. Uh, maybe it's a back in Atlanta, like Kadri Olison or Javian Hopkins, uh, all those guys for uh, around a dollar. You know, Ronald Jones is in this tier at four dollars, but I'm I'm passing. Devin Singletary at three, I'm passing. I just think there's more potential upside with a lot of these dollar guys than there is at this three to four dollars. So, um, and for me, these this is an important tier because the way I build my teams, and if you've listened to the other podcasts that I put out, uh, you know, I like to hammer depth at running back. I, I like to have a lot of running backs on my roster when I leave a draft. So these $1 guys are important um, because that's gonna how I'm going to fill out the, the majority of my bench is with running backs in this price range. So I want to have a lot of guys that I think have, uh, there's a path to a breakout at some point uh, potentially. And most of it's going to take an injury. Uh, so you have to be okay with that with these guys. But uh, I want to have a long list of these $1 guys that I know that I can uh, leave my draft on my bench and I'll feel good about that. All right, so that kind of takes us through the running back tier uh, tiers. Um, so, you know, like I said, if you have any questions about any of this, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Slim4MVP. We can discuss things there. Um, but definitely start looking at your tiers and trying to figure out players you want to avoid, uh, want to target more aggressively, 
which tiers do you think fit into your budget so you know where to you know spend your energy uh, looking at players. Uh, maybe it helps you figure out who to nominate and not nominate early on in your drafts as well. Um, those are all things that kind of you have to start thinking about, especially if you haven't done a lot of auction drafts. Uh, same with these $1 guys. When you start getting into drafts uh, near the end, you don't want to be throwing out all your top $1 guys early. I'm looking at, you know, oh, Gus Edwards is still on the board. Well, I'm going to nominate him. Let's let people spend on some of these running backs I don't want to touch. Um, so that hopefully near the end of the draft, I can get a couple of these $1 guys for a buck. Um, you know, maybe you can save a couple dollars here and there. And now you can spend $2 on, it gives you the flexibility to buy one of these upside guys for $2 if you have to, uh, right at the very end of your draft. So, um, those are all things to consider. Um, and like I said, got any questions, hit me up. Uh, we'll start going through receivers and quarterbacks and stuff here in the coming days as well. So look out for those. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys later.